The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Tim, what should I do if I'm tired of every aspect of the world? And Pi, you should realize that that's your own fault. Because you choose to make life about you. It's not about you. Life is not about you, man. So when you go like, yeah, man, I'm so tired. Like, yeah, well, that doesn't fucking matter. There is real problems in the world. You can contribute. If your mother goes like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, and just neglects you, you wouldn't be alive. Nature works on taking care of each other. That's how it works. That's how you thrive. That's how you grow. So yeah, when you internalize that and you stop lying to yourself, then it doesn't matter whether you're bored or feel sad or whatever. It's irrelevant. You think I care being stressed or feeling bad or feeling sad or whatever the fuck? It doesn't even keep me busy. And that's the thing. Your brain is literally almost like a radio. With what you value, you can tune into your sadness or you can tune into your boringness or your emptiness. You can tune into that and amplify it like crazy. But if you tune into the actual world you live in, you suddenly see there's way more bigger problems. You just take everything for granted. Just constantly in this scarcity mindset trying to take and take and take. You just take everything for fucking granted. Truth is, you live better life than kings 100 years ago. You don't come anything short yourself. It's about giving back, bro. That's why you are even in the position you are right now. So the moment you start realizing that, you go like, but what the fuck? Why am I doing this? Well, if it isn't about me, if it is about helping others, this is about every individual anyways, isn't it? The thing is, it's not even about helping others. Life is about life itself. And you go like, yeah, what is that? That's something for you to figure out. The moment you don't make life about yourself, your inner innocent child starts getting more oxygen again, and you start being curious again, questioning, wondering. And as you go, you will figure out these answers yourself. But the only thing that is blocking you, that is blocking all of you guys, is this big fat lie that life is about you. And that's why there's knowledge and these insights don't do anything. Because you don't care. Because you can't drill through that big fat layer of bullshit that life is about you. The moment you drop that one, because you know life ain't about you, it's just a fucking fact. Life was there before you and after you. Just like your cells in your body aren't there for the cells, it's a bigger picture. Your place in the world is bigger than you. The moment you start realizing that, that's where meaning and purpose even comes from. But these things are things you already know. Deep inside, you already know that. But you really allow yourself to just make it about you. And that's why you experience all these imaginary problems that don't even exist. And the moment you start embracing that truth, you start valuing honesty more. You start valuing knowledge more. Because you want to understand. But no, what do you do? You outsource everything. You even outsource your thinking. You even outsource some. Even your choice. You let marketing companies decide it for you to make you think, oh, this is what makes me happy, whatever, being this impulsive drone. But it all boils down of you thinking, yeah, life is about me. That's where it all starts. It's the seed of your delusion. It's where it all starts. O22X says, logically, I can't see any reason why to do anything that isn't for yourself. We are all going to die and life is pointless anyway. First of all, you don't get to decide whether life is pointless or not. It's not your opinions, ideas, or feelings that define reality at all. Reality defines it for you. You don't get to agree or disagree with gravity. So that's already something for you to really put in your head. 
So your fucking opinion or whatever is completely irrelevant in the face of reality. The moment you realize that it's like, okay, I have this honest relationship with reality. I won't be biased. I just look at it for what it is. So what's the point of life? If you look at it from a scientific point of view, it's evolving. It's aligning itself with reality. That's it. What's the point of you? Your point is to be part of something bigger than you, just like your cells in your body. The moment you realize that, then when you say like, oh, there is no point in living, like there is no point in living in this fucking selfish cocoon because it ain't about you to begin with. So obviously you come to that conclusion, but that speaks rather for me than against me. It makes what you say sound stupid. The moment you start realizing life is bigger than you, then it's not so much about like, oh, I'm going to die anyway. It's like, what can I help to contribute so it ripples, so it has an impact? Because it's exactly that that brought about your existence to begin with. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't even exist. Being consistent within existence is a prerequisite for you to exist. If it wasn't, you wouldn't exist. And your existence is completely connected with evolving, aligning with reality, understanding, more so the past few centuries than ever before because of the scientific revolution. So using your understanding and having this honest relationship brings about an answer to what life is about. And life ain't about you. And the moment you accept that, not because you feel like it or because it's your opinion or idea, but because it's how it is, you start having this innocent child coming back up that really is curious and asks questions. And doing so will give you all the answers on how to do. And you'll very quickly come to the conclusion it's about having the biggest impact possible. Because if it wasn't for your development and the food and the fucking luxuries you've had, you wouldn't even have the ability to actually, you know, get this brain that has the ability to ask and answer these questions. But Doc M, if you're really about logic, if that's really what you think is logical, I can go a step further. When you want to be truly logical, what it basically boils down to is being consistent within yourself. It's existence being consistent within itself. For example, if you make an argument saying life is useless, I should might as well just die, it's a performative contradiction. And what I mean with that is, by dying you don't exist, and in order to make the argument you need to exist to begin with. So, like everything, life, existence, whatever, can always be solved logically. So, when you already take the reference frame as a premise, which is your own existence, and when I say existence, I really mean in the widest term of the word. It's not you, your name, or whatever. No, no, no. It's about everything you are, which includes your environment, which includes all the culture and uh, the language and everything that brings about what you are. You cannot disconnect them. The moment you do so, what you get is you come to the conclusion that when it's about life and how going about life, you see that it's about evolving and moving forward because if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't exist. And if you want to be consistent within your existence, evolving and moving forward is just part of what you are. It's what you're designed to do. The moment you do that, you start looking and going like, okay, if that is what it's about, then how do I do evolve in the most optimal way? Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't exist. And then you start using reason and logic in order to achieve that. But the thing is, though, there's actually a really nice one. And that is that the best way of achieving that is by cloning yourself. And when I say cloning yourself, I don't mean like you go to a lab and they clone you. No, no, it's about cloning your awareness. So more people think like that, are thinking more in a bigger picture, are actually having an impact and doing so. So spreading it becomes very crucial. And how do you do that? The most effective way of doing that is finding like-minded people and work and organize yourself and unite to do so. So that's why coming over is a no-brainer if you're truly logical. Unless, of course, you have an even bigger impact without coming over. But that's unlikely because finding like-minded people allows you to enhance what you do and achieve.
If you just build on logic, it's quite simple. If life ain't about you, it's about understanding, figuring it out. And as you do so, you start realizing like at a certain point, it's about having an impact. Because if you don't have an impact, you wouldn't have been able to get where you are now. So you want to give people a better future, a better world for life, for humanity, for life itself. Because even more than humanity. Yeah, then you try to, you know, spread this awareness because that's the problem of the world. The problem of the world is ignorance, is selfishness. And you can overcome that. And it's never enough. It's never enough. I never wake up saying I did enough. I always wake up saying, how can I have the biggest impact? Never settle. That's why I achieve so much. The reason why I achieve so much is because I never settle. I could have settled for so much. I did already my part according to so many measurements, but it's all irrelevant. The eyes of others, the intersubjectivity is just all irrelevant. It's about what I can do based on my own understanding. Well, also I have a peer group of about 20 people and we build our own charity project mainly for extra life. For me, the motivation to do this is not only logical, but also passion. If you have compassion, you would logically and also emotionally decide to help out. The thing is, though, I don't need compassion. I will go even further. If you're truly compassionate, then you want to have the biggest impact. It's not about how you feel. It's not about feeling good or whatever. It's about having the biggest impact. If you can save a thousand kids instead of ten, but you won't feel good because it's less compassionate, it's more analytical, it's further from your house, it doesn't matter. You've done a bigger impact, right? So compassion, doing stuff because you feel good about it, okay, if it enhances your ability to have an impact, sure, but if it doesn't, then it doesn't make so much sense. You say you start a charity project mainly focused on extra life. The thing is, I did a lot of research in charities before I even got involved because the problem is not so much money going to charity. The problem is that the money is not going to the right charities because if all the money and all the resources would go to the right projects, then the poverty and the amount of suffering in the world would already be a lot less. When you go about charity, it's not just, I did charity, I'm fine. It's not fully being honest. It's about doing charity in the most effective way you can. And that requires you to do research. Actually, even further, I even went a step further. I lobbied. I lobbied to amplify donations. That's why all donations to Gaming for Good get amplified by 10 and go to child and newborn survival programs that actually reduce child mortality in the world by training health workers. And that is something that they can teach to each other, to each other, to each other, which has a huge fucking impact. So thinking about impact and thinking about what charities and stuff is extremely important if you really, truly care. But yeah, it's not just the downside of Extra Life being mainly focused in the US and Canada. The US and Canada, same with Europe, we live in a paradise compared to what certain other people have to, you know, go through every single day. And it's about being able to have the impact in the biggest way, and that is not always where people have it the best. It's further than that. Well, it's a good start. I mean, I'm not going to come and criticize. I'm just saying, like, it's very important. If you want to have an impact, if it's truly what you care about, doing good, then you have to go about it very strategic. And you have to really do research and take your time. Even when you just spend like one day doing research, you'd have a much better view on what is good to support, what is not so good to support. And it's not up to me to tell you what it is. You can figure it out yourself. But like doing some research and being very brutally honest, looking at what is going on right now, for example, you want some tip from me? 20 million people are struggling to find food. There's a very serious Famine on the rise. UN is literally yelling out loud saying we need support and nobody gives a shit. Even Save the Children came to me to ask, can you fundraise? I said, like, people don't care. Everybody's busy with Trump. If I start talking about whatever, they're still like, yeah, I got to make sure my health care doesn't get cut. So we're like, we live in such a society with so much noise that it's really hard for people to even understand some people don't even have bread or water.
Finding ways to have your charity donations literally ripple is quite important. That's what I think about. But what is even more important than charity, by the way, because charity is only a symptom, just so you know. Like all the problems in the world, it's only a symptom. Because we have enough for everyone. The problem is selfishness. People are selfish. They make life about themselves. They choose to make life about themselves. So if people realize that on a fundamental level, like I know life ain't about me and let that go, then what you get is a situation where people are much more curious and have this innocence, this pure intent. What caused that change in you? You have not always been like that. In your old days, when you started on YouTube with the whole best part in the world and such, I don't remember that you had a bigger message back then besides having fun and doing a parody of the Kevin Club. No, I actually always was like that. If you go even more back, we always tried to have an impact. That's why I worked together with Ian, Dean and Reese. And the reason why I got even in World of Warcraft is because I thought by playing WoW, by becoming an icon, I can gain an audience and then we can do positive impact. That's why we also started iPower very early on. So it was always, even best part in the world was always with the motive to have an impact. And the reason why I'm like that is because I grew up and I just got better RNG because of very young being exposed to a lot of science because of my brother and his friend talking and involving me since I was seven years old. So when I was already 11, I had already quite some abilities to rhetorically understand things that most people just try to deflect because they don't understand it. They go into denial. That's why religion exists, by the way. It's our ability to cope with the unknown. But I since very early on, had already quite a lot of answers to existential questions. And my mother was also very caring. And as a result, I didn't really live in that scarcity mindset. I didn't adopt it. So I didn't have to develop identity as a coping mechanism. And that's why, since I was very young, and if you look at my life as a gamer, you can actually see the entire process. Since I was very young, I was already quite activist-oriented. When I was 15, I got into activist groups. When I was 18, I was the youngest elected, first elected politician in Belgium. And it got me a lot of experience into how the world is really a shithole. Then I got into Big Brother. I wrote a book. Then I got into YouTube. Well, actually first started my own political movement to try and push away fascism in Belgium. And then I got into YouTube and all that shit. But on the other hand, it's not, you don't have to be born into it. You don't have to be all that lucky because it's still a choice. People have the ability to actually, along the way, choose to be more aligned with reality and not make it about themselves because there's even people here that used to be a lot more selfish and now are much more aligned and unselfish and as a result are much more trustable and give and have an impact. Do you think you're in a good place now and what do you think lays ahead? I never really look at myself and see things in problems. So I always think in solutions at any given moment. So I never see myself in a spot where I go like, this is a bad spot. I always think, how can I improve where I am? And in that regard, I would say that we're doing quite good but we always can do better. And what I see about what lays ahead is what I would like is a worldwide movement where people, through understanding and reason and being able to understand what is actually disabling them from reaching their full potential, which is mainly the choice to make life about them, to be selfish, to be able to overcome that and unite all people and organize people that are not selfish. Because I really think that by being able to expose the actual problem of what is at the cause and the core of idealistic movements decaying and fading away, being able to overcome that allows us to create a movement that could really scale up and have a huge impact because you can actually see the people that you cannot trust and can see the people you can trust by understanding that those that you cannot trust are the ones that choose to make life about themselves and every single action, their motive is selfish. You can't trust that shit. And that's been a big issue in society and in the history of human mankind is who to trust and who not to trust. 
because of people with pure heart and good intent, they project themselves, they're actually exposing themselves to be taken advantage of. And the thing is that by understanding now, ah, wait, people's motives all derive to that seed, whether they choose to make life about themselves or not, allows you to really carefully pinpoint and pick the people you can fully trust and fall back on that won't backstab you, unite, organize, and have an impact. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.